Hello everyone, this is Dr. Suri Mondas from MyFirst International. I'm the Managing Director and Co-Founder. Welcome to the program again. I have with me an old friend, Ulrika Bruna. Welcome. Thank you very much, Dr. Sudeep. So, Ulrika is basically the Country Director for Inspire Group Malaysia. And she's with me to talk about something rather interesting, and that's on this whole issue about CSR, or even people call it SR, I think, right? So, let's start off by first uh, talking about the first question I have here, and that is, we have heard so much about CSR or CR in the past. Has the effort now died a natural death, or has it, has it evolved? I mean, I don't hear much about it right now, so maybe you'd like to just share a little bit about that. Right, so Dr. Sivir, if I can, t like from my personal experience and you know, being in the corporate world, uh, the sort of difference and the changes that I've seen is, yes, initially it was sort of a bit like a fad, like the companies would have to have some sort of CSR activity to, to, to show off or you know, part of their KPIs. Um, and I think it's evolved in, I would say, the past 10 years, in my, my experience, that the companies will try to find something that makes sense within their scope. So whether it's within their business or for their staff. Um, and ultimately, most recently, in, uh, from what I've seen, it has become more like a res responsible business condu conduct. So you're not just doing it to tick a box but the companies are actually trying to find something that makes sense in the area they are operating on. So whether that is the industry, making sure that they are responsible environmentally, economically, as well as with social progress where they can touch. And, and I think that's a positive development. So, so maybe it's, it's moved to yeah this CSR uh, or CR that you were saying to being responsible business um, uh, conduct uh, and I think that's very positive because right. I think right. also it means that they actually become more involved in the social network where they can actually have an impact. So you mentioned it's, it, it can be quite positive. Um, are there experiences that you've gone through where it hasn't been positive? Or I, I think it's always positive whenever you do CSR? I think I think the idea is always positive. The intention is it's great that the intention is there, but very often the actual playing out of it it is not maybe as powerful as it should be. That it's more like ticking a box. That it's not really thinking. Oh, you know what what real impact is this causing? So I like to ask um, you about this ticking the box. Yeah. I mean, why is that? Why does that normally happen? I mean, why is it because of regulations, or, or is, it is it really coming from the heart of an organization? So that's where I think the ticking of the box is not the heart of the organization. And that's where I think you, it needs to move from ticking the box, which has limited passion or actual dedication from a corporation and the individuals in it, to responsible business conduct, where you are actually concerned and you want to do the right thing. So when I say ticking the box, it's basically because a corporation feels that they should be doing something and that it becomes maybe much more diluted. Like they'll say, this weekend we're going to go and paint a school in our local neighborhood. And then what happens after that? 
Are we really following up with that school? Are we creating any sort of relationship with the participants, like with the staff of the company? Is there an engagement on a personal level? Because I believe that unless you have that passion uh, and personal, you, you're investing personally in it uh, and not expecting anything in return, I'm not sure I really believe that you're, right, you're doing right. it for the right reasons. Right. And who, is, who do you think is the real beneficiary? Is it the company that's doing the work or the NGO or non-profit that is receiving that benefit? Yeah, so I, my personal opinion is yeah. that if you do handouts, like you just come there and give them something for free, I like believe... Like a hamper or a gift? Yeah, I don't believe you're really helping. Uh, helping who? Helping the recipient. Right. Right? Unless you're actually creating something of value for them, a takeaway for them that they can build on, whether that is knowledge, education, or I mean, a school is creating a good environment, it's good, but to make sure that that school, that building can continue to operate, for example, that's much more powerful than just coming and painting a few walls. Um, but for, for the company, again, it's, you know, from them, <laughs> many companies might find that just going there is already good enough for them because they're just ticking that box. Right. Right. And they're not looking maybe for what a meaningful contribution. That's very interesting. So what is it that is so pertinent that will get the, the corporate sector uh, to get involved in the social and environmental causes? I mean, what, what makes them get into this, this area? From my perspective, it's very much about the individuals that are involved in it. So in the corporation, for example, the leaders in that corporation. Mm. So you have the CEO, the C-suites, the people that are leading um, the engagement. And how, in, how actively participative are they? Are they really giving themselves? To, are they seen as being passionate about this action, this cause that the company is involved in? Or are they taking a back seat? Are they the first ones to step up and lead everybody else and show like this is something that is important and let's do this together? Uh, or, or are they not bothering to turn up? So in your, in, from what I'm understanding what you're just saying, it, it has to be at the top. I think so. So I understand that many of this falls under human resources. Exactly. So how, how does this work? Will it ever work? The, I, I believe that you will never get the full impact of it. You will get small pieces, bite size. Hmm. But I think, you know, in, as I'm now building a company, etc., what I would hope to do is something that actually creates a long-term benefit for all parties involved. Because I, I believe that all of us would like to give back, right? I mean, I think that's a human instinct, right? And if you can do that in a way that creates meaning, you see you can actually contribute without expecting anything in return, that is so powerful. Uh, and, and so to build that sort of environment that you, you are doing it because you want to do it, uh, but you're not just doing it once. It's something that is is part of. Yeah, it's your passion, and you want to keep 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 on doing it. So if I'm if I'm the a leader of an NGO or a nonprofit, I should visit and speak to the CEO of a company instead of somebody else, because they would be the the pulse and the 
hard to to the impact. I think I think from my experience, like any major yeah. collaboration that you want to do with the corporation, you right. have to have the top buy-in. Okay. And I, and then internally in that corporation, it's usually important that the rest of the teams see that the top has bought into it and are invested into it. Do you know what I mean? Like I it, it's it can't just be that there is a there's a division that's passionate about it uh, then then it will never be as big as it could be okay you, you could still do things but i think it's just the extent of the impact of it sure. may be limited okay and so are the non-profits under the non-profit sector now facing competition or challenges from from the corporate and like-minded people who are now taking on causes and issues on the ground by themselves. I mean, is there now this, this issue whereby, okay, we're not going to do CS, we're not going to do CSR, but let's do it our own way, you know? Um, is this now becoming an issue for the non-profits or, or what do you, what's you, your you views know, on that? Well, I think if you are um, involved in a cause mm-hmm. and it's something that you have, uh, you know, if you are an NGO that you're dealing with a cause that you're looking at a long-term effect, I think that's a perfect uh, possibility of collaboration with corporations because they have also limited resources, right? Mm. And they want to make sure that if they are invested into a project or they want to be involved in something, they want to be doing that with with the brightest minds that know what is going on in that area. If you say uh, you want to help refugees, for example, I as a corporation would prefer to work with an NGO who knows what they're doing in that area rather than me having to invent the wheel, reinvent the wheel. Uh, So I think there's an opportunity for collaboration. So there has to be, I believe, there has to be a lot of conversations and also trying to find, you know, for the NGO to try to find the right corporate, corporate fit you know, and that again, speaking to the C-suites, I think it all has to, to do with, with how you connect with people, right? But, you know, finding the people that have a similar target or some similar uh, idea of what they want to achieve, and it, when that sinks, I think that would be beautiful because you have the people that really know what's going on on the ground with the NGO and the corporations that have the instinct of wanting to make a difference. Uh, think that's very powerful. So, I, no, I don't believe that the NGOs are... Right. But, but what about this issue about, I, I'm quite aware that many corporates have a heart and they want to do something, so they set up foundations or they set up, um, you know, something that, that will address their, their, the cause that they want to do, right? Um, what's your thoughts about that? Again, I mean, <laughs> of course, you know, there's going to be leaders, I think, that want to do that. They, they might want to leave their mark. Right. 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 I Some mean, legacy. Yes. And all that. Yes. Right. right. So mm. if I was working, so if I was an NGO and I, mm. I, I do recognize that many corporates out there want to do CSR, how do I, what would you say would be some of the ways I should pitch myself to the corporate that they'll say, yes, we, are, we want to help you? I do you have an idea? <laughs> I I th- really think it's connecting with so if an NGO is dealing with a cause that can be uh, relatable to the corporation whether that is you know economical in in their area where they operate or environmental 
or for social progress. If you can connect with an area that makes sense for the corporation, and that corporation has a foundation, I don't see why can't you work together. Right, right. Uh, but there has to be that connect, I think, that it makes sense. I think with, with the corporations today, I think they're looking for that meaningful contribution that makes sense also in the area that they operate, whether it's the industry or geographical area, um, but to really be able to contribute. And there I think the NGOs that know that the corporations are there have an opportunity to, to connect with them. Well, thank you very much, Ulrika. I mean, there was ex ex uh, excellent insight and uh, a lot of wisdom and advice on, on how the NGOs and CSRs can actually work together on the same ecosystem. Well, excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dr. Sadeep. My pleasure. So, uh, all of you guys out there uh, who like to listen to this podcast, please visit www.ifirstinternational.com. This is Dr. Suri Mondas signing off.